Welcome to episode two of MMA Facts, the podcast. My name is Thomas, coming to you live from New York. Very cold day, not going to lie, so glad to be inside and uh, me breaking down some, some fights that are coming up this weekend, both for UFC and for Bellator. A lot of great fights that have been announced today. And just a, a bunch of gossip or bullshit that has been going around lately, so... We're just going to be discussing that today. So let's just break right into the main event for Saturday night. Um, It is UFC. It is in Korea. It was supposed to be Brian Ortega versus the Korean Zombie. But now they have switched it. Frank Yeager is stepping up 23-7-1 against 15-5. Mr. Chan Sung John, the Korean Zombie. Now, Frankie's coming off a loss. At this weight division, a, f- a title shot to be exact. Now, I was reading somewhere today, actually, to be exact. This man was stating that he still thinks he's got the 145 title run in him. Now, if you listen to the podcast yesterday, I mean, I broke down the top 10, top 15. I mean, where does Frankie stand in this situation? I mean,. Let's 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 be honest. I mean, there's nowhere for him to go. I mean, it's either he's beat some beat somebody in the top ten or he's lost to him. So, I felt like that one thirty five run was perfect for him. You know, I do think you know going in and fighting Corey Sandhag was definitely not the right choice, and I do feel like you know he slipped out of there. Um, it made the right choice. I'm going back up to one forty five, but um, again. He's got a roadblock for for that fight. So, I mean, you're looking at, you know, the Korean zombie either way. I mean, he's got a hell of a task ahead of him either way. So, you know, best best of luck to Frankie. I mean, realistically, the dude's a legend. He's done it forever. So, he's seen it all. He's felt it all, you know. But I feel like, you know, if you take a, take a look back at some of Chan Sun's, uh Jung's Fights. I mean, look at the fight with with Dennis Bermudez. I mean, he one punched Moicano. One punch Moicano. Now you look at it like, okay, he went to war with Yair Rodriguez, five round just war, but Frankie dominated Yair. Now you want to look at it like that. You know, and then you can start bringing all the strategies and, 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 and all that. But realistically, <clears throat> Frankie's not going to stand up there and, and trade with the Korean zombie. Um, I do see Frankie losing this fight. <clears throat> I do see him getting caught sometime in the fight and getting finished. I've, I see him, get you know, being a lot slower in his in these days, so... You know, I do see that happening, you know, but 135, I I feel like he should be it. But I do feel like he should be fighting somebody, a Rob Font, um, somebody along those lines. I don't I don't think that he should be fighting Corey Sanhagen. That's, that was just sending him right into the wolves immediately. If you've seen that man fight recently, whew, definitely a contender. We'll get into him actually in a little bit. I've actually... Some some stuff to talk about for him, but like I said, Frankie's coming off the loss of the title. I mean, is his confidence high? It could be, but I don't I don't see him 
going into enemy territory and just being able to get the victory that he wants. I don't see Frankie Edgar getting anything big out of this win if he goes five rounds, does what he normally does, and that's win by points, win by a decision. If he does that, I mean, you're... I like him and Calvin Crater. I mean, I felt like Calvin Crater and Zabi should have been five rounds. Don't get me going on that situation. That's a different time. But, um... I mean, if Frankie, I mean, if he wants to stay at 145, we're looking, we're pushing him back at the top 15. So, in the top 15, let me pull up these rankings real quick. Because all in all, I mean, they're they're all good. Everybody's good. But, you know, if Frankie loses and he wants to stay at 145, you're pushing him back to, you know, Emmett. I know Emmett and Arnold Allen are fighting soon, but, um... Shane Burgos, Calvin Crater. I like Calvin Crater on all these matchups. I like Calvin Crater on every single matchup that's above me, and I think he would have beat Zebby in a five-round fight. I think Zebby would have gassed. I think the pressure and the power from Calvin Crater Cater would have been ridiculous. Now, on to the co-main event. Great fight. Now, this fight, whoo. I can almost guarantee you I'm going we're going to see a finish in this fight. You got 16 and 4 Vulcan Ozdemir versus 12 and 1 Alexander Rakic. <laughs> Alexander, this this kid is a, is dynamite. I mean, seeing him and what he just did in his last fight against Jimmy Manoa with the finish. I mean, if that didn't if that didn't make your heart skip, if it didn't make it flutter when you seen that man go unconscious like that, you don't know sports, you don't know MMA. I mean, that was one of the nicest head kick knockouts I've ever seen. And then going in there with no time, we're gonna see if if Olsdemir is going to is going to take him down because I feel like Alexander is going to have the speed advantage. I think he's going to be too quick for Vulcan, and I think you're going to see Vulcan take this man down. Um, how he's been doing in his last fights, I don't really see. I, f- I feel like since the, the Daniel Cormier fight, he's been a lot different. You have not seen no time. Um, so all in all, you know... It's 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 gonna be tough, but I do see it going to be it's gonna be a good fight. But I do see Alexander getting the W and I do see him moving up into the weight division. Now, speaking of the light heavyweight division, I love Anthony Smith. If you don't like that guy, you need to stop watching sports. I mean, the story of this man just he shouldn't be doing what he's doing. I mean, the man should not be where he's at today. I mean, his management team, I mean, all in all, the, he's, a, he's, a, he's a winner. His wife, he's got the, the kids, all oh, the daughters. I mean, he's living a wonderful life, and is, he's number three in the world. I'm looking at it like this. Corey and Wahlvich is a sick fight. We'll break that down when we get closer. He beat Gustafson, and they said Gustafson's coming back. There's only Glover Teixeira, which he's been calling out, which he's been saying. He's been calling out in a nice way, no disrespectful way. 
So I think we'll see Anthony Smith, Glover Teixeira coming up here in 2020. That's a main event fight or a co-main event fight. I could see that on the April in Brooklyn card. Hello. That's a beautiful fight. Anthony Smith can sell a fucking fight. He can put some asses in a seat. And uh, I know my ass will be in a seat, seat live to see him wherever he is. So I know for a fact that that's probably the fight that's going to happen. I see no other fight happening. Tiago Santos out till June. Cormier, he's still ranked number two in the light heavyweight division. He needs to be kicked out. Other than that, I mean, Latifi's heavyweight. Sosa says he's going back down to middleweight. I mean, I see nobody. I see Misha uh, Surkinov, but I see him in... Uh, over to share a happening maybe later on in the future but other than that i mean what i would like to see is anthony smith tiago santos rematch from the 185 up to 205 and see really if tiago santos can handle you know anthony smith at 205 i mean he, he did win the middleweight fight but you know anthony smith is a completely new fighter at 205 healthy looks great he's phenomenal so we are going to see you know if that comes to term, but I do see the Glover Teixeira and Anthony Smith fight happening, 100%. But um, other than that, I mean, I do see um, El, uh, Vulcan Ozdemir um, losing that fight this weekend. I do see him taking the L. I see them basically switching um, numbers from 8 to, to 10. I do see Alexander going up to 8, and I see him... Um, start challenging the big dogs. I do see Alexander probably possibly beating Vulcan Ozdemir, and then by the time this fight ends, and by the time Tiago Santos is able to come back in June, if you're looking at maybe I'm not sure if he's able to start training by June. I'm not sure. I haven't really read into that and see how that was or, or how 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 it's going, but. If that is, you know, maybe International Fight Week, Alexander Rakic, um, Rakic and uh, Tiago Santos. But either way, that fight is really interesting to me. I do see the winner of Wahlvich and Corey Anderson getting the winner of Dominic Reyes and <clears throat> John Jones. I mean, that sounds like it's just a given. You know, that's basically, they don't need to hint it. I mean, they were just, they're, they're basically just throwing that at you. Like, Corey Anderson... You know, what he just did, that performance with Walker was insane. Wahlvich, he's more on an up-down, up-down, but realistically, he's always there. He's in the picture. He's won a uh, few straight. He beat, you know, Sosa, Rockhold. All these middleweights have been coming up. So, you know, it's a tough one to call with that situation. Maybe if he can finish Corey Anderson, boom, he'll be he'll be in line after Dom Reyes. But, uh... We'll, you know, we'll keep a close eye on that fight as well, and we'll break that down closer when it, when it comes. But uh, as for as for the Alexander and the Vulcan fight, I mean, it's going to be a good fight. I'm not sure if um, Vulcan is going to stand up and bang like he usually does. I do I do see him trying to take um, Rackick down, and I feel like the speed the speed from Alexander is going to be too much for Volgov. Or Vulcan, and I do see a finish happening in that fight. 100%. On to another organization. <clears throat> UFC, wow. Bellator is having two events this weekend. One Friday night, one Saturday night. They are both going to be in Hawaii. Um, the return 
35 and 8 Josh Barnett. He comes in, he's coming back against 19 and 7 Ronnie Marks. Um what do I think of this? <clears throat> Realistically, you know, I look at I look at the Bellator um rankings. I look at all that. <clears throat> I mean, they really don't have a ranking, but I look at their roster and my, I mean, Josh Barnett, I haven't seen him fight in a long time. But he looks like he's still able and capable of just running through the competition. Do I see some hard fights for him? I mean, Bobby Lashley would be a sick fight. I do see that fight. I'm not sure, like, how Scott Coker and Bellator do things over there. I feel like UFC does a lot more. Like, they let a lot of stuff out, like how how the matchmaking happens and everything. You know, I would love to see more how Bellator gets it gets their stuff going, but you know, I I just don't know how that you know how to break that down with that situation with 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 uh, Josh Barnett. But you know, you got Chet Congo in in the situation, but you know, I'm not sure if 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 anybody read what he was saying about Ryan Bader. Um, we'll get to that actually in a second. But I want to just you know break down some of these fighters. I mean, Josh Barnett's coming in thirty-five and eight. <clears throat> I mean, Fadar's in in there. You got eight, no Tyrell Fortune. So I mean, there's some. I mean, you got Jack Jake Hagar, who I do not see fighting anywhere in that top competition anywhere soon. I mean, Rampage. He's considered both weight classes. Timmy Johnson, but you know, Congo Lashley. Vitaly Minikoff would be a great one. Josh Barnett and Vitaly would have been great. Matt Mitrione. I mean, I see names in here, you know, but I do see, you know, not a lot of these fighters giving, you know, Josh Barnett those issues that um that can that 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 he had in the UFC. You know, I see some fighters maybe giving him a couple issues, but I don't see anybody really being able to dominate him. You know, and then if you look at the look at what he spoke on, I'm not sure if anybody read, you know, what he had to say about <clears throat> Ryan Bader. But I will read some of it. He said he's a tough dude. Um, he really um asserted himself in that Bellator heavyweight Grand Prix and he had some great performances. I think it would be foolish to ever discount Bader or to undermine what he's done. But I don't see him as someone that could keep me from being champion. I am a better fighter, and I'm bigger. I do agree on a lot of that stuff. Ryan Bader's a lot more athletic than than Josh Barnett. Um, Josh Barnett's older. You know, he's older in age, but he's a lot more out of shape. Ryan Bader is just he's just in shape. I mean, I'm not sure if you know. If any of you guys have seen his fight lately, any of his fights lately, or you know just his interviews, but if I mean you can YouTube this man, I mean there's stuff around with Bader. I mean he's always in shape, he's always in fight mode. I mean the dude's a a two division champion. I mean so he can fight you at two o five or he can fight you past two o five. So, um, but honestly that's a fight right there that would sell tickets because Josh Barnett's a big name. He is a legend, honestly. You know he he belongs in in a Hall of Fame. You know, along along you know along the future, but um, for here on out, you know, Saturday night or fr- tomorrow night, Friday night, um, I do think he's gonna get the W. You know, I'm not too sure. You know, 
Dominic Cruz says, you know, ring rust isn't 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 real. Um, I can't say that's true. Uh, you know, but we are going to see. I wish Josh Barnett the best of luck. I do think he's going to get the W. You know, I think just the experience alone. I mean, thirty five and eight. I mean, that's a ridiculous amount of fights to have. So I think you know Ronnie is going to have his hands full, and I think it's going to be a great fight. Um, the main event for Saturday night, the women's title for Bellator. Um, there's really nothing for me to break down as far as the champion. You know, they're going to do it again for her. Hawaii, um, I like that Bellator is able to give her, give her the push that they're doing. I mean, it's just realistically all in all, I mean... This is something that you like to see. I, I feel like Bellator does a lot for the women's for the women's um, MMA community. I mean, look what they're doing with they you know signing all these females lately. So as soon as UFC's letting them go, I mean they're just scooping them up like it's you know like it's nothing. So you know I, that's that's what I like. I, I like it right. You know, Catzagano or Liz Carmouche. I mean they're they're all just. And in, in to win it now, and then you got, you know, the big fight with Cyborg coming up. So, all in all, Bellador is doing a lot with the women's <clears throat> with the women's division. So, I think the fight Saturday night is going to be fantastic, I think, and still. But, the co-main event, ladies and gentlemen. AJ McKee versus Derek Campos. I don't know about you, but if I was Derek Campos, I would be very i would say aware in that first round due to the fact that aj mckee his confidence is so high right now he's just on a jet and he has not landed and he's not going to be landed for a long time <coughs> um <clears throat> I, I do see you know is you know I do see ways that Darren Campos obviously can when he's got power, you know, he's he's versatile, but AJ McGee is just a killer. I don't know who this man like trains with that that that, that gives this man the motivation in that training facility, but holy shit. When he knocked out when he got his last knockout the place I was at erupted. This man is going to be champion. I mean, there's no question about it. And I just love. I mean, I just love the whole thing. Fascinates me. Um, and I think he'll be fighting for the title real soon. AJ McKee is 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 is, is the real deal. And I feel like if you don't know a lot about this man, you need to. You need to definitely look into this guy, watch YouTubes. But um, if you're going to be listening to this podcast, he's fighting Saturday night. So tune in, watch that fight. Highlight reel, I can guarantee it. A couple fights that were just announced actually today. I like them. Not gonna lie to you. <clears throat> I think they're actually both these fights are the right moves. That's really 
<clears throat> how I look at the situation. I look at the at that they are the right moves. Let's let's go to this first one. Neil Magny versus Lee Jingling. It's added to UFC two forty eight. Um, phenomenal fight, and uh, a lot of people probably like you know, is Lee Jingling up to the par? Well, let's look at it like this. I mean, Neil Magny was supposed to fight in Rochester, New York, against Vicente Luque. Good thing he didn't. Vicente is a killer. Um. I think Neil Magny is still ranked. Let me let me take a look. Neil Magny is ranked 15th in the world in the UFC. Um, so basically, you know, Lee Jingling is on a tear right now. He's on a winning streak. They're looking at it like this. You know, this is that push that he's finally needed to get that top 15 opponent. Neil Magny is a very, very tough guy to fight. He's been laid off for a while. I think... The pressure's not going to be there for Jingling. I do feel like Neil Magny is going to be able to, you know, keep the reach. His height, oh, God, I mean, he's tough. You know, I don't I don't feel like Jingling is, like, up to RDA, up to his par yet. You know how RDA just ran through Neil Magny like he did. But, I, you know, I think Neil Magny's going to have a couple issues in the first, you know, in the first round, round and a half. But, um, because Jingling likes to throw some bombs. Um, not Vicente Luque bombs, but they're bombs. But um, I think Neil Magny will pull this one off. That's a good fight, though. Really good fight. UFC 248. A lot of fights to be announced for that pretty soon. <coughs> Another fight. Norfolk, Virginia. Now, this fight is in February. Now, I was actually throwing a couple fights out there yesterday on the podcast that I would love to see for the main event there. I don't know, you know, who's going to be ready. I don't know if Elderman Sterling's going to be ready. I think he deserves a title shot, though. But other than that, you know, we'll get into some of those fights. But for Norfolk, Virginia, they do have a fight announced. They got Cowboy Alex Oliveira versus Mickey Gall. I mean, guys, they are giving Mickey Gall just, you know, they're not, I mean, how can I say this? They're not humongous names, but they're big names. They are big names. Um, Oliveira, his, his, Carlos Conde, Diego Sanchez. So you're looking at fights like that. And, you know, Mickey Gall is making a name for himself just because of these big names that he's fighting. They may not be the, you know, the Tony Ferguson's or the the Stipe's or, you know, the Eddie Alvarez's of the world, you know. But these names, Diego Sanchez is a complete legend. Carlos Conde is a legend. And uh, Cowboy Oliveira, I mean... You know, he may not be, you know, the best athlete or the best fighter in the world, but that guy is, he's got a big name in the UFC because of the way he fights. And um, I do think Mickey Gall's got a hard test in front of him. I think this is his hardest test ever. Um, I do think he did have a good chance against Carlos Condit. I think this fight, Mickey Gall might take a loss on this one. You know, I can't say guaranteed, you know, because Mickey Gall's getting tough. I'm not sure. Is he still training at Ruka with Jason Perillo? I'm not sure if he's still doing that, but <coughs> I do know that wherever he is, he needs to be training hard because Cowboy, I don't know what that man does, but he 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 fights. He gets it. He he goes for broke, so I know, you know, that's going to be a, a great fight. Um, Another fight announced for Virginia, Norfolk, Virginia, on February 29th, 2020. 
Um, Brandon Allen, he'll fight um, Tom Brees. It's a great fight. I mean, I'm not sure. I'm still waiting on that on that main event. So, all in all, you know, they'll probably end up announcing, you know, they got to put, I think Corey Sanhagen and Petrie would be great. Great for the main event for that card. Um, <clears throat> another fight for Northwark, Virginia. Um, Zahara Farron Dos Santos. She's actually fighting Felicia Spencer. Ridiculous fight. That's also for the, on the North Full card. Um, also, Megan Anderson will fight Norma uh, Dumont. Fantastic fight. I love watching Megan Anderson fight. Um, her coach, James V. James Krause, as a matter of fact, he's a he's a great guy. So make sure you guys check that check all those fights out. I mean, they just keep coming with the with the with the big fights. I mean, you got Paul Craig. He's fight. They just announced him fighting in London. I mean, you can't really go wrong with any of the fights. And if you guys didn't know, tomorrow the Corey Anderson, Jan Wahlvich tickets go on sale. Same with Connor and Cowboy. Big, you know, big fights, big names on all the cards. Anthony Pettis is going to be on the counter card. Once it gets closer, we're going to break it down. Um, so pretty much, you know, we're going to take a break. We'll be back, and uh, we got a bunch more to break down. Masvidal, Masvidal's got a few things to discuss. PFL. Um, pretty much, Alex Gray broke his hand, so. We'll get into all that in just a little bit on on the third episode of the podcast, guys. Thank you.